This week on episode 47 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, we've got a couple of guys who just won't admit they were speeding, a police manhunt for a beer bottle, and in recommended listening, I've got new dad, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. Beginning Odd Dad Out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Audata Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am, of course, Adam Higgins, the Audata Out, and this is the show where I kind of just give you my spin on things, and make fun of the news, and I talk about podcasts, and they just pick my brain a little bit and give you a little peek into the weirdness that and randomness that I am. So, this week... Like I said, this is another case where something that happened outside affected the way I was going to do the show. I, you know me, I like to, I, this is, I get very meta in the, in the case of this show and I talk about the show in itself a lot, but straight up, I did not know what I was going to cover this week. It's been a slow, weird ass news week. And as such, I didn't have a lot to go on. And I didn't know what show I was going to cover. Like I said, I've got a bunch of, of shows. I, I, I've got a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. A lot of different podcasts I like to talk about and like to cover and a lot of different topics and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But out of all of the 40-something-odd shows that I listened to, I didn't know which one to pick. I really didn't. The last couple of weeks have been very affected by, oh, this thing happened and I was going to talk about this show, or this thing happened and I was going to talk about this show. And I came into recording and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I get to the end of the week and I have very few news stories. It's just been, I'm going to straight up say, right, like in a post-election world, in the first week of, of Trump presidency, it is really hard to find news stories that not that do not involve Donald Trump uh, protests, or right now because it's we're going up against the Super Bowl or football. That's just kind of it. It's it's sports and politics, which it's kind of been for a while. But it's really difficult to to find just news stories about just somebody doing something really stupid. Which I found some, but they were a little tougher to find. I will admit. And in in conversation, oddly enough. In in conversation with Emily from the story behind that I covered last week, uh, we actually started slightly discussing uh, she has a new baby on the way and all things like that, and how her or she's preparing for the birth of her new baby because there's this kind of podcasting convention where they always they tell you kids kill podcasts, new kids kill podcasts. Like why? Because having a podcast is a full time job. It is. My little bit here takes up a. It does actually take more than just the the time it takes for me to sit down and start yakking. Um, believe it or not. But the the funny part of that is, it it takes quite a bit of time, and it takes a commitment to produce and to promote. Which I do a crap job of promoting. I I totally admit that. That's the, the side effect. That's the part for me that my kids kill my promotional machine. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a dad first, so I got to worry about taking care of my kids over doing promotions. That being said, 
I have managed to find somewhere a happy balance. But Emily is plotting out her shows months in advance so that she can get it all pieced together. And so she has it in, so she's trying to do her best to defy convention and not let her kids or her incoming uh, birth of her child uh, stop her show. Because it, it's entirely possible, especially when you're the mom. If you're a female podcaster and you have a baby, that could kill your show just because it's it's not like, you know, me. I I had a new kid early on. I'm going to straight up say I was dumb. I was really dumb when I started this show. This show specifically because, of course, I have two shows now because you can't leave well enough alone. But I... I started this show two months before my wife went into labor, before we had our, our son number four. So I already had, we already had three kids. I figured, we've, we've got the system down. I can time it. I can work it out. At the time, I had my own office space in our great big house, and I it was all designated, hey, this can be my studio. I can do this. Here's the office. I can use this as a studio, whatever. I don't have to worry about kids. But things change. And straight up, gonna admit it, we had uh, Sam and abruptly took a two-month break. The last show that I did before, when he was born, was literally the night before he was born. And I was basically, my wife was in the hospital. If you, and I, this is, I think this is somewhere around episode three or four, but this was, my wife is in the hospital for observation because she was having minor labor issues, but not all the way. So they had her overnight for observation. She, they decide, okay, tomorrow morning you're going to go and we're going to go ahead and induce you because you're having difficulties and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. That leaves me up all night worried and panicked and everything. So I decide three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go ahead and record the show because I've just got stuff on my mind. And again, you can go back to, I get, I've got to, it's not off the top of my head because I didn't go into this thought process knowing I was going to reference this episode, but it's, I think it's around, it's in the first handful, like episode three or four where I just talked about that, but it was like three o'clock in the morning and I'm talking about my wife going into labor and that whole thing. And yeah, it was a while before I was really able to get back on mic. Seriously. There was very little time for that. Like it's just, and it's just the readjustment period, but I did it. And Emily is, she's being very proactive and she's getting ready for the, you know, her, I believe she's due in April, I believe she said, but she actually brought up at the time, uh, she said, oh, there's another podcaster who's been on hiatus since before Christmas, about a month or so. And at this point, it's almost two months, but uh, kind of just really excited and, and anxious about, hey, you know, have they had the new, you know, when are they going to have the baby? Baby was supposed to be here already. And you're like half excited to see the new baby because you know he's going to like post up pictures or at least the announcement. And then half, it's like come on and have the baby so you can get back to your show. <laughs> and and knowing the reference, and because, like I said, when I talked about her, 
we end up, I, I hear about her through a lot of the same shows, so I know a lot of the same shows that she does, that I mean, listen to a lot of the same podcasts. And so it was kind of funny because my immediate reaction was, oh no, I've been missing Daniel J. Lewis as well. Like not having the audacity to podcast in my in my rotation for the last few weeks since he went on break has it has been disrupting my entire week. That is time out of my week that I do not have to fill because in in my work hours because like I've said before, I spend pretty much the entirety of my work time earbuds in listening to podcasts. That's why I have so many that I listen to. So it was kind of funny, just the whole realization of that. Yeah, it was like they pointed out we listen to the same show. Yes, I do. You know, I'm I'm waiting for him to come back, and I've been kind of eyeing Twitter. It's like, hey, when is you know? And he he said before, hey, he's probably going to post up baby pictures, and because it's he's a first time dad, and he's excited, and every in the modern age and the social media world especially for podcasters who we have to kind of live on social media just as for networking purposes like networking and promotion and all that it's like you're going to post that you're like a person in 2016 2017 is going to post their baby pictures you know the new baby online as soon as they can it's like why because you're excited and that's what you do nowadays but we're anxiously awaiting the baby pictures and the baby announcement and oddly enough that afternoon which because my brain is fried right now uh, that very afternoon the announce the big announcement goes up and noodle baby has arrived and it's a boy and he's got a cute kid and i i thought it was really funny and maybe it's just because of my personal experience with all of my kids but he's got the, the cute baby picture and it's a cute kid and he's got the picture of his wife, Jenny, and the baby in the hospital bed. And I'm just thinking, wow, she let you take that picture. Not because, oh, she looks frazzled or, you know, like his wife is beautiful. He's got a, you know, I'd say she is way cuter than he deserves. But that's just, I think most, in most cases, most women are probably better looking than their husbands. But myself included um but <laughs> uh but i'm just thinking i remember when all four of my kids were born my wife was get that damn camera away from me i do not want no i'm not taking any pictures until i'm completely reassembled and almost ready to get out of here because i don't want to <laughs> i feel like garbage i do not want my picture taken right now i don't care if it's with the baby it's like don't take my picture right now i feel like hell do you realize what i just went through <laughs> So my wife wouldn't let pictures be taken of her with any of our kids for at least a day because you know, like childbirth is stressful. It is. It doesn't matter what drugs, what certain, well, nothing. It doesn't matter what process you go through. Childbirth is stressful. I've been present for all four of them. And my wife, due to her stature and the size of our children, needed a C-section every time. Because we had very large children, and my wife is very small. And so, that we were in that situation. Like, she didn't feel a thing as they had, you know, open surgery and whatnot. She didn't feel a thing. It's still stressful as hell. It's still, 
you know, they're still removing a child from your body. She's not sitting there pushing and practicing breathing and all that. But she's, you know, they, it's a stressful thing and it's exhausting and all of that. And yeah, I I cannot believe that she let him take a picture relatively fresh after having a kid. Just, and again, my personal experience with, with females, and again, I've got three sisters, and they all would, they all agree, don't take my picture right now, I feel so gross, I feel terrible. Like, yes, fine, give me the baby, I want to have the baby, fine, you can take lots of pictures of the baby. Don't take pictures of me right now, I, I, I don't feel photogenic right now. Uh, to her credit, Jenny doesn't look frazzled, she doesn't look, I mean, she, it may have been, you know, it could have been hours. I have no perspective on the time frame. You know, they could have waited a day or two before they announced it, for all I know. And she could have been, you know, recombobulated and reassembled and, and not feeling, you know, fresh out of childbirth, stressed and, and, and frazzled. That could be the case. Uh, she doesn't look frazzled in the picture. But, uh, in that little bit, congratulations to Daniel J. Lewis and, and to Jenny Lewis and to Noodle Baby. Um, you have a beautiful family and welcome to, to parenthood because it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. I will absolutely say it. I love being a dad. It is the best feeling in the world being a parent. And I've said it before, and I will say it again. I cried. I have four kids. I cried every single time. And that first time, I get you get to hold your your baby. The it's it 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 breaks you. If it doesn't, you've got problems. I'm gonna say it right now. If it does not, just like you might be able to outwardly hold it together, you might be able to not cry on the outside, but you are you're you're holding it you're like you're eating that just to to save face so you're not a complete mess because mom's probably a complete mess you somebody's got to hold it together in this room so <laughs> so yeah you're 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 going to break it's 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 just if you actually care in the least it 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 just complete it because it turns your entire world on its head it really does and when you are in this sort of industry, when you're in the podcasting world, you always have your show in the back of your mind. It's just kind of the thing you start thinking about. Because now, and especially in this perspective, he does a lot of shows. And, and Emily, they do very formatted. They do shows that could be outright scripted. And I believe Emily's is. It's pretty much just outright scripted. But... Daniel's shows, in many cases, are very scripted, very formatted. Especially with the Audacity to Podcast, it is not harshly scripted, but it's very regimented, I guess you could say. There, He's very particular. He knows what he's going to say. In this, I turn on the mic, I have an idea, and I go with it. And because I, I think out loud, and that's kind of it is that I can't pre-think this, so I have to just kind of, I have to wing it in a lot of cases. And in their case, they, you know, it's, but it's stories. In my case, something like this happens, I can just go, bam, and I can discuss it, and I discuss it outwardly like I'm doing right now. 
but in but it's 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 stories it's it's references having a kid completely changes your entire world perspective and and i i know it's kind of cliche to say that but it's it's kind of the deal because you are no longer the most important thing in your own world in a world where up until even if you're married up until that point like in, in, in i'm a i'm a guy and just take that perspective like you are your primary responsibility in the world is to keep yourself alive your wife's responsibility is to keep her alive and you have a co-responsibility to assist the other but your primary function in life is to keep yourself alive and to work for your own best interest as soon as you have a kid that goes out the window I will say it outright. You, that goes out the window. Your primary responsibility now is to keep your child alive. And he's like, yes, I'm in my 30s. And yes, my children are, are barely getting into elementary school. You know, number one is, is in second grade. Number two is starting kindergarten next year. So I don't have the long game as far as that goes yet. That's way off in the future. And, and Sam is a year. So... Yeah, we've I've got a long time of 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 perspective to go, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be 85 and I'm still going to be more worried about my kids than myself. That's just kind of it. Maybe I'm selfless that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a good dad that way. Maybe I'm just I I have some sort of uh psychosis. I don't know. But yeah, that's just kind of my my dad perspective, I guess, is that you you're always thinking about your kids, and it changes your perspective. It changes your outlook. And again, this is if you're a good parent, because I mean, there are there are absolutely parents out there that are terrible people and who worry more about their business and worry more about things outside things than they worry about their kids. And those people, they need to reprioritize. Um, again, I do not know Daniel J. Lewis personally. Everything I know about him is just by virtue of podcasting is a very intimate medium. And so you share yourself much more openly and much more fluidly. And you have, like here, the personal touch, the personal stories. So you learn more about a person personally through how they talk and how they share their stories and things like that. And he also does a uh, the uh, clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, which was like his flagship show, but which for a short time his wife was actually part of. And so you get to know them. You get to know the people. Uh, similarly, I'm one type of person here, but as you've heard in instances where my wife is on the show, or if you listen to my show that I do with my wife, uh, Mom and Dad Cuss, if you listen to it's it's a very different sort of dynamic with myself and my wife but you you're learning about us personally this is not some act this is not some characters that we put on this is just the nature of podcasting it's it's sharing yourself and you learn about that but i believe through what i know of him through listening to his shows and this the type of integrity that he represents He's going to be a good dad. I just, I feel that's just going to be the case. So, 
I promised that I was going to get more, put more dad into the odd dad out podcast. And I guess Daniel just helped me out with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love being a dad. I do. I realize in 47 episodes that I haven't spent nearly as much time talking about being a dad as I probably do, and I, which I do with people on the outside world. In the outside world, I talk about my kids all the time. Everybody was like, I had a guy that I used to work with was like, dude, he's like one of the most proud dads ever. He will not shut up about his kids. Oh my God, just dude, enough about your kids. So, And he, for whatever reason here, I guess because here I, I do a lot of, 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 not obscene humor, but a lot of profane humor and, and taking shots and making fun of people and being, and being kind of Lewis Blackie, I guess. But I'm, I'm much more snarky and cynical here, so I don't share all those proud dad moments here as much. But, yeah, it's just, being a dad is great. I love being a dad. This, the train of thought has left the station and, and, and crashed into the ravine, I guess. But that's, thank you, Daniel, for providing me a topic for this week, because I had no clue what I was going to do. <laughs> and I realize, and I'm, I'm just going to go with, a, there's a 90% chance he will not listen to this. Why? Because this is not a clean show. Daniel J. Lewis is one of those guys who does not swear. To the point where he actually discussed it on uh, his clean comedy podcast one day. Everyone, Somebody asked him, was like, well, you, what do you mean you don't swear like at all? Well, what, what do you say if, if you, like, you stub your toe? He's like, okay, you know, this, this might be a little shocking. If, if it's like, say, I stub my toe, and I think he, he was moving into his office and, and, and smashed his thumb on a, on a wall. And it's like, okay. Ouch. I just about peed myself. <laughs> because, and you know me, I don't censor anything here. I've been trying to keep it as clean as possible for the sake of I'm talking about a guy who does not swear. And I've made so much emphasis on a guy who does not swear. I can guarantee none of that in the news segment because I'm just talking about dumb people being dumb. But, yeah, I, I, he's clean. He's so, he is super clean and it's scary how clean he is. But, yeah, again, congratulations to Daniel. And Jenny and Noodle Baby, and I hope y'all have a great life. And I hope the baby's healthy because I don't know any of these details. But I hope for everybody's sake that y'all are healthy and happy, and everything's going to get back on track. And y'all have a you know have a great life and great stories and the entire new perspective of being a dad as a podcaster. Because I'm going to say it's tough. It is tough, especially with a new baby. It is a hard transition to make but i've managed to hold on and I, I yeah i have missed a lot of shows in in a year and a half i'm at 47 in a year and a half i should have been at 47 before one year but that's just what happens when you've got a lot of kids that's what it's, it's just part of the deal i i accept that i don't pre-plan stuff so that's just what happens that being said i've rambled on about kids and news and 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 Daniel's kid enough. Let's take a Potter and Family break, and I will be back to talk about some dumb criminals. 
What is the Potter family? Hey guys, it's Rad Dad Chad, J Mills, and Lil Man from the Full of Fiber podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Row podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers podcast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers podcast. This is Knox from the Geek Over podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks podcast. We are you, podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. What's happening with the mole man? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the mole man? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy bad scientists from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids, what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, What's Happening with the New Man, also on Podbeam, and all your social media pipes. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia, What's Happening with the New Man. This week, I've got a, a rare instance where I've got two stories that are basically the same thing. And and by that, I've got a couple of stories about guys who got speeding tickets and just could not own up to their, their, they were speeding. I'm sorry, I, I don't speed. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a good driver. Okay, I don't speed much. I've never had a speeding ticket. But if I were, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't just come up with some dumbass reason for why I was speeding. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that story about like the physics professor who made a who presented this huge scientific argument about how the officer didn't see him uh, run a stop sign because of the the time it takes for the light to travel from the distance that he was to his eyes, and he he just perceived that he ran. The light and blah 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 and and but the case basically turned into yeah you ran the light but you presented such a great argument we're just gonna let you go <laughs> fine in this particular case we have a man in Massachusetts who says that the radar didn't catch me speeding the radar must have just caught a deer going forty miles per hour. A deer. I don't know how fast deer run. I don't. Um, I've lived around them my whole life. Believe it or not, there are deer in Arizona. There are deer in South Texas. Um, but I've never. I don't know the the running velocity. It's kind of like that Monty Python bit. What is the the air velocity of an unladen swallow? I have no clue what the hell the running speed of of a deer is in Massachusetts. 
But I'm pretty sure that the radar gun's not going to catch the deer, dude. And where the hell was this deer that the radar gun was catching the deer and not the car that it was aimed at? Just own up, dude. It's... I don't, I don't get it. I guess people are... It's, a, it's just a speeding ticket, dude. How the hell... How bad was the speeding ticket? Is it going 40 miles per hour? How bad is your speeding ticket going to be at 40 miles an hour? Where Was it supposed to be 15 miles an hour? Were you in a school zone? If you're doing, you know, 25 miles over the, the school zone limit, yeah, I could totally believe that the ticket's going to be just sinister. That's why you don't speed in school zones, especially 20 miles over the limit. That being said, what the hell? It's, it's 40 miles per hour. I can almost do that in my neighborhood. Really? Just the surface streets in Phoenix are 45. I mean, I don't know Massachusetts. I don't know the East Coast. I don't know all of those things because I live in the desert and I've always lived in the desert and I'm going to keep it that way. I live in an area where the highways are 75, 80 miles an hour and I'm going to be staying there. But dude, blame the deer. That, that's blaming the dog for the fart. That's what that is. You're blaming a deer for your speeding ticket. Uh, but I can I can beat that. What's worse than blaming a deer for your speeding ticket? Blaming the weather. A Western Australia man was stopped doing, and it, this this converted it because uh, it's Australia, it's metric. I believe it's it was like a hundred and twenty, supposed to be a hundred and ten kilometers per hour, and he was clocked doing one twenty nine. Which amounts to about, it, it's like doing, like I think it's supposed to like 65. And it was like, oh, I can't drive 55. Well, he was doing like 65 or whatever. I don't know the exact conversion. But he was basically clocked to doing an extra 10 miles per hour over the limit. And when the police stopped him, what, did, what was his reason? Oh, the wind must have pushed me. Now, I've got friends in Australia. I do. Uh, I talk about the new man all the time. How the hell harsh is the wind in Western Australia that the wind is going to make you go 20 kilometers, 10 miles per hour more an hour? I lived in South Texas. I lived on the water where there was a, a regular wind of 30 miles per hour. It, there was just regular, steady winds of 30 miles per hour in a lot of the year. Gusts to 40 or 50. I never picked up 10 miles per hour in a pickup truck. He was driving a truck. In a pickup truck from the wind. Chicago's the windy city. I don't think people there are getting speeding tickets from the wind. Granted, I think in Chicago, if you were getting a speeding ticket, you'd probably try and shoot the cop or something. I don't know. I'm not messing with Chicago. But the wind, really? You couldn't just own up to it. Come on, dude. It's Again, I don't, know what, I don't know what speeding tickets are like in Massachusetts. I don't know what speeding tickets are like in Australia. But I do know for a fact that... A great deal of Australia is 
very rural, very, it's, it's not industrialized big cities. Yes, there's big cities. There's, there's, there's Melbourne, there's, there's Sydney, there's, there's, there's a lot of the big, there's the cities, there's industrial stuff there. But a great deal of Australia is much more wild. It's much more desert. It's much more open. And I realize, yes, movies make it out to be that way. But that's just kind of the t- the environment of the continent. There's a great deal of the continent that is that is not habitable, or shouldn't be habitable. People shouldn't live there. Australia is trying to kill you. The entire continent, everything in Australia is trying to kill you. You want it? You want proof? Listen to anybody who lives there. <laughs> The entire continent of Australia is trying to murder the entire population of Australia. That being said, how the hell bad is a speeding ticket? Because that was supposed to be the point. How bad is a speeding ticket in Australia? Did a 10-mile speeding ticket? I know a 10-mile speeding ticket in Arizona. That's the border. That is, you hit 11, and that's when they give you the ticket. So if you're doing 10 miles over in the city, you're doing 10 miles over in the city in Phoenix? It's a warning. How bad, how strict are they about speeding in, in, a, in a world, in an area of the world where there's, there's not a lot of people, in, the, the people are very concentrated. You're, I mean, it's like getting a speeding ticket out in the dunes. Are they really, I mean, are, maybe they're, they're like super strict about speeding. I don't know. And again, maybe it's a school zone. I don't know if they have school zones. It's Australia. It's a completely, 100%, literally, foreign country, foreign world to me. What I know about Australia comes from the fact that I listen to a lot of podcasts from Australia. And it's another one of those cases where, yeah, I could do the accent. I'd also probably offend a lot of people. And I don't know why I'm I'm more concerned with offending an entire continent with a bad uh, a bad accent and a bad impression. I don't know, but that's the way my brain works. But what the hell, people? Just own up. It's just a speeding ticket. You were speeding, right? Does the excuse really matter? Unless you were trying to take your wife to the hospital. There is no excuse you can have, or you're running from drug cartels. If you're running from drug cartels and you got a speeding ticket, A, why didn't they pull the drug cartel guys over? But B, they're probably on the take. Um, but those are the only reasons you're going to be speeding and get a pass with any sort of excuse. I even heard the old, uh, oh, I just changed my tires and I got a different size and so the, it's not calibrated right, so I thought I was going slower. Which, technically speaking, from a very technical standpoint, if you change the wheels and tires on your car and you don't recalibrate your speedometer, it does read wrong. That's just physics. That being said, I doubt that's the case, and in that case, don't blame the wind. Don't blame the wind. Don't say your radar gun hit a deer. You're still getting the ticket. Just own up to it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, (laughs) now... We are jumping across the world to the UK, where a man in South Wales, and specifically in in Barrie, South Wales, which again, I don't know where that is, I know it's in the UK, was caught, not caught, was caught on camera, stealing uh, two pizzas 
from, I believe it says it's a Papa John's. Yep, Papa John's Pizza in Barrie, South Wales. Dressed as a Heineken bottle. That's right. You walked into the employee area, like the back kitchen area. Picked up two pizzas and took off. Dressed as a Heineken bottle. Who the hell didn't notice a damn beer bottle walking in the kitchen? Really? I don't know who's who's dumber here, the guy stealing the pizzas or the people who didn't notice the giant green bottle guy walking in the kitchen. Because 13 years in a kitchen, if anything that was not one of my employees walked around or moved back there, I noticed it. Who didn't notice the giant beer bottle walk in, take two pizzas, and walk out? Was this a costume party? Were all the employees dressed this way as well that nobody noticed them? Who? Why do I... I don't get it. I don't get it. It's utterly, utterly, completely and totally ridiculous. A, why are you dressed like a beer bottle? Because this is recently. It's not like this happened at Halloween. This is recent. Why, why are you dressed like a beer bottle? Why did nobody see that as out of the ordinary? I mean, it's really easy to escape, essentially ditch the beer bottle costume. And maybe that was his mentality. Maybe I'm going to walk in here dressed like a friggin' idiot. I'm going to wear a completely ludicrous costume. All anybody's going to see is giant green beer bottle. I'm going to take some food. I'm going to take off. And I'm going to ditch the costume so no one's going to recognize me. Because no one's going to be looking at my face. They're all going to be looking at the bottle. Maybe he's an idiot. Maybe he's a complete genius. I don't think he thought that far through. Because my brain is analytic that way. And I, I will dissect the, what the hell is he thinking? He probably wasn't. He probably wasn't. He was like, I got a costume. I'm going to go get some pizza. He's probably drunk. Probably drunk. You, you don't wear a Heineken bottle if you're not drunk. Or if you're not thoroughly planning to be drunk. So that's all I can say. That is his motivation. He didn't, he wasn't a, he wasn't a master criminal who with this, idea of misdirection. He was a drunk guy who wanted pizza. That's it. But now it's time for one last quick promo break, and I'll be right back with the recommended listening. Hi, it's Lisa from Small Things. If we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au, and remember to smile. Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters, the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, 
Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Okay, one more variation for the week. I do not actually have any sort of promotional material or clips from the Audacity to Podcast which, as I've said before, is this week's recommended listening. And I realize that not everybody who listens to this show is a podcaster. Not, I'm probably sure a very small portion of that are podcasters, and that's fine. But I'm just kind of, I'm showing a little bit of love to a show that has helped me on my journey through this show. And I will openly admit, I probably do not take nearly as much of his advice or guidance as I should. Nevertheless, it's fun. It's a good show. And I think if you are going to get into podcasting, you've got to be listening to the experts. And Daniel J. Lewis is one of the experts. Uh, I would put him over most everybody. Him and Dave Jackson are right there. Dave Jackson is the school of podcasting, but we're not talking about him today. We're, we'll get to him in another time. But uh, the Audacity to Podcast, I will straight up tell you, if you Google how to podcast or Google any information on how to start a podcast, the Audacity to Podcast will come up. If you search for podcasting gear recommendations, what microphones do you need, what, what, but whatever, the Audacity to Podcast will come up in the top 10 guaranteed for a very simple reason. He knows his stuff and he's got a ton of material. And I don't even remember what the hell number episode he's on right now, but of like five years of five plus years of this show, he's covered just about every topic in the podcasting space. That that at at the very least you can start your podcast based entirely on listening to his probably first year. He's probably given you at least the basic information in that time frame. Now, if you've listened to the entire series, which at this point is hundreds upon hundreds of episodes, which is great, but the you shouldn't be an absolute expert. You should. Not to say he is a very prolific podcaster. Not only does he have the audacity to podcast, but Daniel J. Lewis is the, the king of the what's called the Noodle Mix Network. He's got he started with a comedy show, the Clean Comedy Podcast, which he at the time was uh, called The Ramen Noodle. Um he's he does a Once Upon a Time, the TV show, uh, fan podcast, which actually I believe he does like a immediate like reaction show right after the episode airs, and then he does like a wrap up later in the week. So he does, he does, and then he's got tons of other shows in the network that he doesn't personally host. But he's a very busy guy. He is very active in the space. But that main show, and he's, that is 
for even though the the ramen noodle is like the flagship show of the network because that's what he started with just like this is my my insanity but the audacity of podcast you say is the anchor that holds that entire thing together because that is you can tell listening to him that is where his passion is is he loves podcasting he loves talking about podcasting and he loves teaching about podcasting and he and he gets deep he gets into the weeds on some things and he will talk about how different equipment needs to be done and he will get into SEO and and that is another thing he's also a developer so he has multiple multiple products for podcasters he has WordPress plugins. He's got uh, my uh, my podcast reviews, which I'm actually a subscriber to that, that gives you, if you're a podcaster, trying to acquire all of your reviews and things from all over the places that you can get reviews and places is very difficult. There's tons of places and you'd have to, to it, I will, and not even trying to plug his product, but the fact that his product exists and it fills a need that every podcaster needs just trying to collect your reviews because people could be leaving reviews all over the place and it's 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 a pain he made it simple because he's a podcaster who thinks about other podcasters and what does the industry need what sort of tools do does the industry need hey reviews are a pain to collect here i'm going to develop a program and a system to help collect reviews hey there's a a, a plug-in that gives you all your social uh, social media subscription buttons and other things like that. And he does that. And that's his business. But it's all tied back to just his love of podcasting and his love of podcasters and wanting to help everybody. He wants to see the industry grow. Like we all do. Like I do. I'm just some schmuck in my bedroom. But I want to see the industry grow because, what do they say, uh... Rising waters raise all ships, or whatever the whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh, my brain's fried. I need more coffee. But if you are so inclined, and again, I'm gonna say, not everybody wants to be a podcaster. Absolutely. But if you are so inclined to have even the inkling of a thought of a desire of maybe I should get into this, you should listen to the Audacity to Podcast. Jump and really, in most cases, you can jump in anywhere if only to test out the show and get a feel for it and see what he talks about and how he talks about it. And I was like, he's very, he's a technical person and he's a funny guy when there's a need to be funny. In this particular show, it's not a humorous show. This is a technical educational, you know, industry show. So he's much more dry in this. There'll be a joke here and there. There'll be a couple of wisecracks here and there every now and then. But this is a this is a learning show. Which all things considered, I I listen to a lot of comical stuff. Most stuff I listen to has a a very the the comedy flows throughout my 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 subscriptions but this one is much drier but that's just because the information is so good i have learned things and i've even if i haven't been able to apply the things i've learned i've learned things by listening to daniel and i i like i said earlier i've been missing this show for about a month almost 2 months now 
And I, I, I'm not going to even speculate on how soon he'll turn around and be back. Because this is his business. He is a, a podcaster, but his business is in podcasting. It's developing these programs and these systems and these things. And his, and uh, Podcaster Society, which is his uh, community he's established, and all of these things that he has. Podcasting is his life, really. It is his business. It is his well-being. So without like he's not going to half-ass this he's not going he's not going halfway he it, it's all or nothing he's going to give you the best information he can and if he ever questions the information he gave you he will go back and change it he will go back and say hey this changed this program i recommended doesn't work anymore things are podcasting industry has changed greatly over the years and when you've been doing this for as long as he has things definitely have changed in five years things have changed in the near two years that i've been doing this so just imagine how long you know we make a recommendation in episode one in episode 250 that program that thing may not even exist anymore it may not work um, he keeps you updated and and fresh and he's just it's it's an amazing resource if you want to get into this. I got into the, he was the he was actually not the first industry podcast I listened to, but it was absolutely the first one that provided me information because I was reading from the website and I was reading the posts and the information from him before I ever listened to a show. Like I said, the first podcast I listened to was Nerdist. But that's because I knew who I knew what it was and I knew who it was. And I was like, okay, I, I can do that. But once I got into this, it was okay, I need I'm listening to the Audacity to podcast. I'm listening to the Podcaster Studio. I'm listening to a uh, school of podcasting. The three big ones, and anybody who listens to these shows knows these are the ones you gotta listen to. But you want the deep dive, you want the the deep, in-depth information and the bulleted lists and here's what you need to do and how you need to do it, and this is the the best practices, that's Daniel. That's the Audacity to Podcast. Uh, like I said, it's not going to be a show for everybody because not everybody wants to be a podcaster. Not everybody, even the some of them that are doing this, don't necessarily want the deep dive information. Some people just want to turn on a mic and, and crack open a few beers and, and chat with their friends and share their 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 conversations and that's fine that's one sort of thing other people want to script something out and have an educational program and share information they have so to each his own but whatever type of podcast you want to do somewhere in the the mass of information he's put out into the world there's going to be something you can use he absolutely could tell you there, you you can find I could I could all but guarantee you if you really want to do a podcast, you could probably find in his entire collection a guarantee of fifty episodes. That's a lot. He's done a lot, but you could probably find fifty episodes, regardless of what type of show you want to do. If you want to do a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer, you could probably find enough information in his show to make that a good show. He can do that because he just cares. It's monsters and we scare because we care. Well, he shares because he cares. 
And I'm rambling. Because I ramble. Because that's what I do. Because I don't write things down. I speak from my brain and my heart and all of these other places where you think from it all at the same time. But it's because he has a kid. He has a kid now. And that's what inspired me to talk about him this week. Uh, Betty White inspired me to talk about Emily and the story behind. And Noodle Baby inspired me to talk about the audacity to podcast this week. What's going to spark next week? I don't know. But what I do know is that if you are in any way interested in in starting or growing or improving your podcast, as you would say, you should check out theaudacitypodcast.com. And he's got articles upon articles upon articles about how-tos and best practices and general basic information, uh, gear lists, recommended microphones, mixers, audio recorders, uh, host providers. And because he's been around and he's so connected in the industry, he also has discounts and things like this. It, hey, this company's offering a discount here. Hey, there's a special sale on this thing. He's always very active on social media, always keeping the in keeping podcasters and people who follow him updated on what's the best thing. Hey, there's a great deal on this going on right now, but he's always just helping. He's just always helping and feeding the the industry. So again, if you're interested at all, check him out, the audacity to podcast.com. And that is going to do it for me. Because once again, I have gone on for so long talking about other people that, that I think I probably should pay attention to the little ones that I care for. Uh, because, after all, I may be odd, but I'm still a dad. So you can check me out at odddadout.blogspot.com. You can get all of the past episodes there. Email me, odddadout at gmail.com, or of course on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can hit me up in any of those places, and I promise I'll get back to you. And if, there's a new twist, I, I keep talking about shows I listen to. If you want to recommend a show that you think I should listen to, and maybe I should review, and maybe I should chat about, email me. My one caveat to that, it can't be your show. I, as much as I, I don't want to listen to your show, I want to know what shows you like. Because I'm not going to recommend my show to everybody. I want you to listen, yeah. I'm not going to recommend my show to everybody. It's not everybody's kind of show. But I want to know what shows you like. So tell me what shows you like. And maybe I'll, and I'll listen to those. And maybe I'll recommend those out myself. Because why not? Sharing is caring. But until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>